NBA Australia, how are you going? How are you going? It's NBA Australia, it's Wednesday, home day, December 22. Oh, mate, Christmas is this weekend, Dodgers. Hope you're all organised, I think I am, after a uh, last minute dash today, but either way. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements, I'm a writer sometimes, out here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. Oh, jeez, a lot of ins and outs at the moment. Cripes. It's like one of those uh, Budapest sex, uh, you know, what are they called? Ah, backpackers. There you go. A lot of ins and outs. hey oh. <laughs> uh, God, what was that movie? Hostel. Jesus. That was horrifying. Anyway, I'm here repping Australia a bit. That's all we do. We don't take things too seriously. You might have already told that. We've already hit uh, Budapest <laughs> hostels. Jeez. I'll leave all the serious stuff for the nerds, though, don't we? Uh, the NBA is limping to Christmas, just like everybody at the moment. Yikes. Don't go anywhere, bro. Don't want to be a close contact. Uh, Lance Lance make him dances back, though. So that's, you know. Every cloud is a silver lighting. Uh, we've got all five games covered today in the NBA Australia Game Raps. We've got uh, That's Not an iPhone, Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. There's Yeah Nas, there's the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and our back takehouse. Probably one of my favourite Outback takehouses with a flame grill take. That we've had in a little while. I just kind of love it. Uh, no real Australian player watch because none of the Aussies are in action today. But we do make up for that with the great moment in NBA Australia State history where we're going to look at uh, some of the better Christmas Day games for the Aussies. Nice. And uh, we'll preview and pick all the games tomorrow and we'll finish up with a very, very, very quick giddy review of another Chrissy movie. Love it. All right. Episode 725 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Oh, you better. You better watch out for the Kenny attack uh, with the head fake on uh, Inside the NBA's Kevin. Uh, what was his name? Fields? Yeah, that checks out. Tell you what, uh, Matt Bell, listen on Matt Bell, he. Uh, Messaged me about this halftime show as well, saying, Jimmy, what's going on? This is horrible. I'm like, yeah. This is what happens. Every time Ernie's not there to really sort of uh, traffic cop inside the NBA, it falls apart. And this is why their Tuesday shows last year, when uh, they're like, oh, well, we'll just do it with like D-Wade and a bunch of these other morons we've got in the uh, here in TNT. And it was horrible. And... This is it. Like, you need the traffic cop who's just amazing at their job. And Ernie is one of the best at it. Because otherwise, it just turns into Shaq. And then just, like, everybody talking over each other and laughing. And it's, like, Matt actually mentioned unintelligible bullshit. And it could not have nailed it more perfectly on the head. Like, it's just incoherent fucking lunacy. But it was very funny that uh, Kenny did head fake out the fill-in host. Uh, who was horrible? I mean, look, it's a really hard gig, that sort of shit, right? Like, hosting anything sucks. I've done it a bunch of times. You host a panel, and it just, it's fucking brutal. You got to signpost everything, you got to traffic cop, all this shit. Uh, but at the same time, Ernie does such a good job, I don't think we appreciate him enough sometimes. So, and that was a really good reminder. And I think that might be a lot of the reason why ESPN don't really have any sort of a halftime show. They've now got their. Old guys talking shit halftime show, which is fucking horrible with Stephen A, Greeny, 
Wilbon and Co. And you're like, this is fucking horrible. And uh, whereas Inside the NBA has always been great because it is Shaq, Kenny, Charles. Today, uh, yeah, Candace Parker. And then you're like, this is all right. But they just keep talking over the top of each other because Ernie's not there. Anyway, so you got to watch out for the attack of bad halftime shows, I guess. Nice. Anyway, let's start today's show the way we start every show with Jimmy whinging. Actually, the Daily Whip around the Hall of Fame class for this year was announced. We've got some new guys. Manu, Tom Chambers, question mark. A couple of coaches, Gary Blair, David Hickson, uh, WNBA, Lindsay Whalen, Joey Crawford. Yeah. Anyway, we'll find out the finalists later on in the year. Uh, we've still got folks still eligible for the class uh, of 22, like Chauncey, Swing Cash, Muggsy Bogues, Mark Eaton, Michael Finley, Rip Hamilton, Tim Hardaway. Sean Marion. So, yeah, there's still a bunch of folks uh, that might get a bit of a nod this year because it's uh, not a giant headline class, as they say. Right, other news. No more games postponed. Adam Silver went on NBA Today to basically say, yeah, man, we're not going to pause the season for now because, yeah, no plans right now because uh, we have, of course, looked at the, all the options, but, frankly, we're having a hard... We're having trouble coming up with what logic would be behind pausing right now. I don't know, Adam, because everyone's getting sick and nobody has any players, maybe, fucking. And this is why the NBA maybe ought to, uh, you know, re-examine the idea of bringing me on as their, uh, what is it, vice president of common sense, as I always say. All I need is a six-figure salary, and away we go, Adam. Adam could jump on the old blog and go, Jimmy. Is it a good idea for me to go on NBA Today and go, look, oh, I don't know if there's any logic behind pausing this season. I'd say, Adam, no, don't say that. Just say, look, it's a bit tough. We're seeing all the cases everywhere. We're just going to try to clamp down and get through this as best we can. That's all you need to say, you idiot. I don't see any logic behind stopping this while a pandemic rages and people keep getting sick. No logic? Oh, yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, but he did sort of go on to say that it's like, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to sort of live with it and that's what we're experiencing in the league right now. Uh, the interesting aspect of this was that he talked about how 90% of the positive cases so far in the NBA uh, that, they're, that they're seeing right now are Omicron. So, yeah. Transmissible much? Holy shit. Oof. Oh, but, you know, it's not that transmissible. Transmissible, just our ScoMo. Oh, we're not going to tell people to put on sunscreen and a hat. Yeah, I mean, if getting fucking skin cancer from someone breathing on me... <laughs> Put on a fucking sunscreen and hat, you idiot. Anyway, uh, but the thing is, after all this, uh, with Adam Silver going, yeah, we're not going to pause the season, they are maybe looking at contingency, contingency plans about the Christmas Day games. Watch out. So we've got 10 NBA teams, obviously, uh, scheduled to play on Christmas Day. I believe there's 35 players currently in the protocols that include Giannis, KD, Harden, Kyrie, Trey Young, RJ Barrett, Wigo, Poole, bunch of other players, obviously. And so the NBA sort of got right. The priority is making sure we do the ABC games, which is the afternoon into the evening slot. So ABC over in the States, that's your free-to-air TV. So that's the 2.35 o'clock APM games, right? And uh, the other two either side of that are ESPN games, uh, which is Atlanta, New York, and Dallas, Utah. So Boston, Milwaukee, Golden State, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Lakers. Those ones seem to be the big, 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 big ones, but who knows what's going to happen. It might be that, you know, maybe they sacrifice one or two of the games from the Christmas Day slate. Uh, who knows? But it's going to be pretty brutal. But, I mean, you look at the Lakers today. LeBron hurts his ankle. It's just like, oh, God, it's going to be Rusty Westbrook and, like, Taylor Horton Tucker, and that's going to be it. 
Either way, uh, the other players that sort of went out today went into the protocols. We had Scotty Barnes and Precious Achua from the Raptors joining Fred Van Vliet and Malachi Flint. That's seven players now for the Raptors. I get the feeling that uh, they might get the old, oh, we're going to have to postpone that one. Clint Capella and Danilo Gallinari also joined Trey Young as some of the other Hawks in the uh, protocols, which is not ideal for the Christmas Day games in a couple of days. Uh, and as we mentioned yesterday, you saw the results of Pat Bev and uh, Jared Vanderbilt on the Wolves. Uh, that was brutal. Uh, but the replacement players that have been signed, Lance, Lance, make him dance with the Hawks. Love that. Bring him home, even though he's from New York. Uh, the Bulls signed Mac McClung. Uh, the Heat signed Zylan Cheatham from Birmingham. Aid Murky with the Kings. He was the stock. He was on the Stockton Kings, he was. Uh, the Magic signed Tim Frazier as well as uh, Freddie Dizzy Gillespie. The Mavericks also signed George King. And my favorite one of all this so far, Charlie Brown from Delaware. Just don't let Lucy hold a fucking football near him to kick. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Tremont Waters with the Raptors as well. The Wizards are getting Jordan Shakel. Uh, he's been crushing. I think he's been smashing threes for the Capital City Go-Go. Uh, the Bulls are also signing Ursan Ilyasova, which I thought was great. And the Kings are also bringing over Emmanuel Moutier from Europe, which is pretty cool. Maybe Dante X and we'll get the old tap on the shoulder after all. And the Raptors are bringing DJ Wilson in on a 10-day deal as well. Pretty gnarly scenes, as you can tell. So we head into Christmas. We've got two more days of games. They don't play any games on Christmas Eve, which is obviously our actual Christmas Day. And then they have their five games Christmas Day. It's going to be pretty weird. going to be pretty gnarly. Who knows what's going to happen? I know they're going to try to power through, but I reckon they might end up uh, sacrificing one or two of those games. What do you reckon? Hmm. See what happens. Right, game wraps for today, though. Oh, wait, no, there's a little bit of Ben Simmons news. Uh, Keith Pompey reported that uh, Sixers coach Doc Rivers said, uh, yeah, we don't know what, we're, what, what we are at yet. Ben hasn't played in a game. So he's basically just saying that, yeah, the Sixers are kind of like, we don't know who we are because Ben's not there. And you can see the glaring holes that he leaves us. And, you know, he may or may not play. If he does, great. If he doesn't, then whoever we get can help us. And it's one of those moments you're like, yeah, the Sixers are muddling along without, like, an all-star point guard. So, yeesh. Right. Game wraps. 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 Five games today. With a, was it Brooklyn, Washington was postponed. We did get Miami Indy. And boy, howdy, was this uh, an absolute shit pumping. 125-96. It started off okay for Indy, but literally as soon as Strews hit his first three and then his second, the game turned and Miami just went, all right, on your bikes, get the fuck out of here. They literally then killed them from there. And then they lose Malcolm Brogdon, the uh, paces, and they just run him out of the state. It was gnarly. Indy are fucked. Like, they're basically healthy except for Bubble MJ, TJ Warren. Yeah, they lose Brogdon, but... They lose by 29 today to a team without their two best players and missing PJ Tucker. So that's down three starters. What a horror show. They got absolutely turned inside out by fucking Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Which, I mean, those dudes look like the starting backcourt of like the under 18, like Melbourne Tigers development squad. Like, what the fuck is going on here, Indy? Holy shit. It's just like they don't know how to put any of their guys in positions to exceed. Like, 11 shots for Sabonis, 5 shots for Miles Turner today, with Miami basically running out Dewey and Dead Man, and not much else at the center position. Like, that is just fucking horrible. Oh, Lord. Uh, anyway, 17 points for Karis LeVert. 
or Lever, if you listen to, uh, was it Jackie McMullen? Oh, God. Uh, 4 of 15 shooting, though, for Levert. Brutal. My sweet baby. What's going on? 12, 4 and 4 for the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, 9 and 7 for Turner. This is horrible, right? Like 17 for Crystal Arts over the bench, but nothing going. They shot 35% as a team. They stunk all game. They got fucking killed. They really did. They got straight killed. So he got straight killed. Uh, Tyler Hero. There goes my hero. 26 points off the bench, 5 assists. He was massive. And then there was like a little bit of a run. Like Indy had it down to 21, and then Hero's just like, nap, 30. He dropped like 8 straight out of nowhere. Boom. Duncan Robinson went 6 to 10 from 3. I'd like to ever be with Duncan because he smashes Indianapolis. He seriously is like amazing against the paces and nobody else so far this year. 26 points for him. He was unreal. 4 of 12 from downtown and 18 points for Strews. And Gabe Vincent, 3 of 8 from 3 for his 13 points. Big Buddha Gallery at 8 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists as well. KZ Okpala at 16 off the bench as well. They smashed him, whatever. 13 and 19 now for the Pacers. Flip it out and reverse it. Uh, that's Miami, 19 and 13. The Detroit Basketball Pistons, they lost to the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City, 105-91. Uh, Knicks played some pretty good defense and sort of kept them all at arm's length despite playing, what, six players, seven players? Jesus. They needed forty. They needed to play forty-one uh, over forty minutes for Kemba, Alec Burks, and Evan Fournier because they were so short-handed thanks to COVID and injuries. Luckily, Mitch Robinson, the other Mitch Robinson, was a fucking force, and Kemba wasn't bad. Pretty gnarly. They scuffled by. Julius Randle played like thirty-eight point uh, thirty-eight minutes as well, but they get past Detroit because Detroit couldn't hit a shot. <laughs> it was brutal. Five of nineteen for Big Deke Bay. He had fifteen points. Three of thirteen from downtown. Jesus. Cade Cunningham, number one pick, 2 of 13. Yes! 7 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Oh, not bad. 5 turnovers. Oof. Saban Lee at least had 16 off the bench. He went 1 of 7 still from 3, though. Yikes. Just burn the game tape if you're the Pistons, right? Uh, Julius Randle, 21 and 11. He still had 6 turnovers and went 1 of 6 from 3. Look, the Knicks didn't really cover themselves in glory, but I mean, shit. There's literally like seven or eight of them running around. Kemba ends up with 21-8-5. Not bloody bad for a bloke who just got sat on his ass for nine games. Uh, 22 for Don't Google Me, Evan Fournier. He did shoot nine of 24, though. <laughs> oh, God. And Mitch Robinson, eight of nine shooting, though. At least he stepped up efficiency-wise uh, for the Knicks. 17-14 and 14 with three blocks. A force, I tell you. More force than the Force Awakens. Five and 25 now for the Pistons. 14-17 and 17 for your Knicks. The Portland Trailblazers, they lost in a uh, pretty brutal ga- uh, fashion to the New Orleans Pelicans, 111-97. The porno game. That's right, the porno game. This is the porno. P-O-R for Portland. N-O for New Orleans. Oh, do you get it? And when the New Orleans Pelicans scored 69 nice points, it became uh, the most immature game of all time. Uh, the Pals are up. Blazers sort of kept coming at him. But this was the Dame versus Nicky Alexander Walker game, wasn't it? Holy shit. Pelicans hold him off down the stretch because it was back and forth all game. The Pelicans got up 12 in the third. Blazers got it back down to one, but they could never sneak ahead because Dame was the only bloke doing fucking anything for the Blazers. And then Nicky Alexander Walker was insane during the fourth quarter. He had 15 points in the quarter. Goes absolutely bananas. And, I mean, as I mentioned, like, no one else did shit to help Dame. So they were going back and forth. Like, Nicky nailed a three with three and a half minutes left to put them back up nine, and that was that. The Blazers just had no answers. But the, the opening stretch of the fourth quarter where he just went three, three, Dame's like, all right, I can do that, three, three. And it was awesome. It was electric. But Nicky had the last laugh because he just kept doing it. Dame, look, 
couldn't carry the team all by himself, and that's what happened. So, look, Spindles even Spindles was really good. He was uh, hit a nice shot late as well. But the Blazers just look cooked, especially on the road. They're horrible. Uh, 39 for Dame. He was awesome. He's going to pop up again in a second. Nurk, 17-5-4. No! Powell had 16. But 10-6 and six with four steals for Larry Nance Jr., sure. But Simons, Covington, just nothing. Brutal. The Pelicans, 44-31 uh, rebounding advantage. You love that. They shot over 52%. Spindles had 28-8-8. What a game. 12-22 shooting. Nikki Alexander-Walker, 27. 6 of 9. Nice. The dirtiest game of all time. Four assists as well. Josh Hatt at 20 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds and 3 steals. He was good. My name is Jonas at 10 and 16. Devontae at 10 and 5. Big Willie and Gomez at 13 and 6. Big win, I'll tell you, for the Pelicans. Because, uh, look, for so much of this season, they've been the Pelly Cats. And then they turned around and went, oh, actually... If we've got Spindles and he's back healthy and we've got Devontae and we've got Josh Hart, we've got My Name is Jonas Valanciunas, maybe we can win some of these games. And uh, it's kind of what's happening. 11-21, and 21, Portland of 13-19, and 19, just brutal. Minnesota lost a heartbreaker in Dallas, 114-102. Dallas without Luca, without the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. They did have Dirk on the call, which was awesome. It was just so hard barracking down the stretch, it was unreal. Uh, Minnesota, though, look, this was a great game. Look, they were without the heart of their defense. No Pat Bev, no Vanderbilt, no Akogi, no Ant-Man. Uh, back and forth all the way through the first half. A 13-zip run was answered by a 9-zip run by the Wolves uh, to finish off the third quarter because it looked like it was going to be a massive Dallas win at, that, at one point. Then they start the fourth on a run as well. They're forcing turnovers. They take the lead, and then, boom, 10-zip run by the Mavs. They're back up nine, away they go. And uh, that's the problem with the Wolves. Like Without the core of their defense, without Ant-Man, they're just like, oh, please, D'Angelo Russell, shoot us into oblivion. And he's like, no problem, fellas, I've got this. Clank, 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 clank. Because D'Lo is fucked. I hate him. He's like the least favorite player I have in the NBA. You know that if you've listened to this enough. I spent, what, a year and a bit, two years, whatever it was, watching him in Brooklyn. I fucking hated it because... He has some of the Kyrie aspects of, like, when he's on, it's electric and it's crazy. But the problem is he'll balance out one of those games with five fucking horrible ones where he just completely loses you the game. That's what happened today. You can't lose to this Mavs team if you're the Wolves. Even if you don't have, like, your role players, you've still got D'Lo. You've still got Carl Anthony Towns. And the Mavs don't have Zinger or Luka. Like, what the fuck? Like, not enough shots for Cat. Nowhere near enough actual made shots for D'Angelo Russell, who goes 4 of 18, and the defense just sucked. So Carl Anthony Towns should have stepped up defensively as well. He had 26, 14, and 7. Two blocks, 3 or 4 from downtown, but it's the kind of game where you're like, Cat, can you get us 48, <laughs> please? And it uh, didn't happen. It's because D'Lo took all the shots. 4 of 18, D'Lo. Almost single-handedly sank this team again. 1 of 11 from downtown. He has zero conscious. He had 14 points, 13 assists, three turnovers. Ugh, 22 for Malik Beasley. He nailed six threes, uh, but no one else did shit for the Wolves. The Mavs, they spread it around. They shot 48%. They had 30 assists. It was awesome. 42 makes. Jalen Brunson, great game. Uh, for 28 and 6 for him. Dorian Finney-Smith had 19. Sterling Brown checked in 12 and 11. 15 and 8 for Dwight Powell. See, it's just like up and down the roster. They just got a little bit of something, something. Trey Burke at 8 and 7. Boban even checked in 10. And Dirk did say a uh, 
Tell a nice little story about the first time he saw Boba and he's like, who the fuck is that? He's massive. <laughs> I'm going to guard that guy. Anyway, Minnesota dropped to 15 and 16. Dallas get to 15 and 15. And finally, the Phoenix Suns kicked the shit out of the Lakers. Uh, it was like old dudes carrying them in the first half for the Lakers. It was only a two-point deficit. Ends up being 108-90 in the end, though. Mallow gets tossed. LeBron tweaks his ankle in the third quarter. The Suns, who were 3 of 22 from downtown in the first half, but still led because they dominated inside, thanks to DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Booker was doing work. And then they went 5 of 9 from 3 in the third quarter, and boom, they're up 12 going into the fourth. They crank up the D in the fourth quarter. Eight-zip run in the middle, and that was the game. They stomped him. There was nothing LeBron could do, even with a gimpy ankle. He ends up with 34-7-2-2. Rusty has a 22-10-5 game, but also chucks in seven turnovers. Ariza doesn't miss. He had 12 points. He went 4-4 from the floor. 3-3 from free. 3 for free for free? Yep. And uh, airballed a free throw. So he didn't really uh, hit the rim on any shot. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, nobody else literally did shit. Isaiah Thomas was horrible. Uh, THT was really fucking horrible, and they got their asses handed to them. Booker had 24, Aiton had 19 and 11. 11 and 9 assists for CP3. Michael Bridges, he went 5 of 17, 0 of 5 from 3, but did enough around the edges to make it uh, worthwhile. 14 and 5 for him. Cam Johnson had 14 and 8 as well. 10 and 10 for JaVale McGee. 10, 5 and 5 for Payne, uh, despite shooting 2 of 13. And that's kind of the difference. Like, Payne goes 10, 5 and 5 and was handy despite not being able to hit anything. Whereas for the Lakers, like Isaiah Thomas, THT, they didn't do shit else outside of uh, missing shots. So tough one there. For the Lakers, they dropped to 16 and 16, 500 going into uh, Christmas. And the Suns are 25 and 5, cruising along right up there at the top of the NBA ladder. And uh, let's do it. Let's do the NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a uh, Look, Tyler Hero was very, very good today. 26 points, 5 assists, now 5 threes. He was a plus-minus of 31. And he only played 21 minutes! That's insane, but this one's going to go to Dame. He was just like fighting the good fight against the Pelicans. 39 points, 6 of 11 from downtown. Shot 13 to 20 floor. 20 floor? 24, Jesus. Too much coffee again today. 7 assists, 1 turnover. He was unreal. Uh, but really, I kind of want to give it to... So, those two were pretty good individual performances. Nicky Alexander-Walker, the way he took over the fourth quarter for the Pelicans was absolutely fucking insane. He and Spindles, what a combo. 28-8-8 for Spindles on 12-22 shooting. Nicky goes 27 on 10 of 16 shooting. And, of course, the 6 of 9, nice, from 3 with 4 assists. So, I want to give it to Spindles and Nikhail Alexander Walker, because they were absolutely unreal. Uh, but special mentions, got to go to Dame for his 39 and Tyler Hero, his 26 and 5. Bloody good games, I'll tell you that much. And uh, yeah, whereas like the, none of the Knicks covered themselves with glory or anything, so whatever. Right, let's do the uh, spot of the night. Spud, 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 Spot of the night. Uh, they've got a few of them. Anthony Simons, I love him, but wow. One of nine today. This is a game where it's like you're playing against the Pelicans. We understand that you're young. Very young. 
but you've been in the NBA kind of enough now. It's like you understand that we need you to get some goddamn shots to go, and Anthony just missed it. One of nine, zero of three from three. He had two points in 30 minutes. It's the kind of specific game where you look at someone like Anthony Simons on the Blazers in that specific situation and go, please, come on. Just, we need a bit of pop. Just anything, but nothing. Uh, sleepy Eyes, Jeremy Lamb. Oh, tell you what, actually, this is a bunch of the uh, paces. One of nine for Sleepy Eyes, Jeremy Lamb. Two of ten for Juzzy Holiday. Keelan Martin goes over four. Brad Wanamaker. Did he want to make a shot today? One of six. One of three for Goga. Just brutal scenes for that horrible, horrible paces team. Kay Cunningham, 2 of 13, 5 of 19 for Sig Deke, Big Deke Bay, 2 of 10 for Alec Burks, and then of course, campaign, I mentioned that, 2 of 13, but he was uh, outdone by Isaiah Thomas, 1 of 11, oh, the little guy, the king in the north, the fourth, 0 of 6 from downtown, 3 points, 2 turnovers, 3 assists, brutal game for Isaiah Thomas, and THT. He's dynamite. He did not explode today. In fact, he may have actually exploded. Just, it was horrible. 1 of 13. 1 of 13. He went 0 of 8 from 3. 0 of 8. Oh, God. LeBron's going to kick the shit out out of him later, isn't he? He was uh, a minus 18. So, 3 points and 1 assist. So, remember how I said campaign at least sort of got 10, 5, and 5. Made himself useful. IT and THT did, uh, checks notes. Not. They did not. Old mate, no mates today. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, ben Simmons was a great, great one from, uh, was a points bet with the photo, uh, the meme of uh, the drowning kid being him and the kid Australia is picking up. The mum looks like Australia. Uh, in They're picking up Giddy out of the uh, pool. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Uh, perfectly sums up everyone's vibes at the moment, I think. Uh, but this one's probably going to go to Iman Shumpert, who uh, threw his old mate LeBron James under the bus. And I think if there's anything we've learned in the last 20 years is to not really throw LeBron under the bus, because guess what? It's not going to work out great for you. So Iman Shumpert goes, nah, who ruined the NBA? It wasn't KD. It was Bron first going to Miami. Bron knows he ruined basketball. Me, personally, I love the NBA for the loyalty I thought was there. He basically knocked the fourth wall down. He wasn't supposed to do that. I mean, I'm kind of okay with Aman speaking truth to power. Unfortunately for Aman Shumpert, when the 2016 Cavalier like uh, 10-year anniversary rolls around, I don't know if the winner of Dancing with the Stars is going to be now invited. LeBron is going to be just like, hey, uh, did you... Yeah. No, nah, man's not coming. He's not coming. No. Nah. But, but, but LeBron, he played on the team. No, nah, he's, he's not coming. I think he died. It was a grease fight that I organized. <laughs> LeBron. Not going to be pleased with the man shumpet. Ah, uh, finally. Well, not finally. Pants in the night. Oh, the pants of the night was literally just the paces. I mean, that was national TV, and it was just like... This is horrible! There's no other way to put it! It was horrible. You're watching the paces and going, what the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? It was embarrassing, and I was ticked off. This is disgusting! It's disgraceful! It's embarrassing! And I'm ticked off! Oh, Lord. This is ridiculous! I, I, ooh. Oh, Lord. I mean, spot the line. The Pacers, just, you got pants by a team without three of their fucking starters, you idiots. Jesus. 
Finally, Ben and Lonzo Ball. Oh, jeez. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I already mentioned it. Nick Alexander Walker. Nick Alexander Walker. What a showing. 27 points, 10 to 16 shooting, 6 and 9 from 3. Nice. Three rebounds, four assists. And the thing that gets me is like, we give the Pelicans a lot of shit where they go, ah, oh, you let Lonzo walk. And it's games like this where you're like, all oh, right, that's why they did it. They thought that Nicky Alexander Walker might be a little bit ready uh, for uh, some more, you know, responsibility. Unfortunately, he's been pretty shit most of this year. He's had like five good games where you're like, yes, that's the guy we want. He's still very, very young, though. And it's games like this where you t- uh, pair him up with Spindles Ingram. And just imagine Zion out there as well. My name is Jonas. And you're like, aha, I can see how this team is meant to look. The problem is, Nicky Alexander-Walker hasn't been very good all year. He's been very up and down. It's like roller coaster shit. His efficiency just swings and roundabouts. And the cool thing was, like, he acknowledged it. They spoke to him after the game. He was like, yeah, it's fucked. I mean, I'd ask my mom and go, mom, what do I do? She's like, just fucking chill. And be yourself. And he's like, all right, you'll make some shots. And he did. That's nice. That's the spirit of the season, isn't it? Just talking to your mum and getting a nice pep talk. Right, let's do some ENRs right after this one. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening 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 to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some here, Nas. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. It's party time in Melbourne. Just uh, don't get the Omicron. Don't go to the bottle with all the... Uh, the unwashed masses, bring the bottle out of you. With the dailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing, you've got all the beers, wines, and cocktails you need this party season. So check it out. And if you bang in the code STRAYER, you'll get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. And, uh, yeah, you'll get delivery uh, the same day if you order before noon. And it's for the Melbourne metro area. Be over 18. Go check out the dailyliquor.com right now. It's all your booze, all in one spot. And it's all you need. Right. Yeah, Nas, is Stan Van Gundy right? Should Hero... That's right, Tyler Hero, be in line to win sixth man of the year and the most improved. Yeah, nah, no, fuck off. God damn it. Stan Van Gundy and Jeff Van Gundy. It's like their brains aren't attached to their mouths sometimes. It's like, I'm just going to keep saying words and hope that something smart comes out. And invariably, something fucking dumb like this comes out and stares like, you know what he should do? He should win both of them. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? How has he improved to the point where he is better than all of the other most improved candidates? Stan, shut the fuck up, you idiot. Go eat some more hot dogs and blow it out your ass. Should Indy just pack it in right now? Yeah, nah, fuck yeah. This is, I think I've brought this up maybe three or four times so far this season. I don't know why they haven't already. It's because they gave that stupid extension to Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, we better extend him or else uh, we'll be in trouble. What? From what? <laughs> <laughs> now you don't have a fucking chance to trade him, you dummies. Anyway, but there's just something completely systematically cooked in Indy. And like Rick Carlisle, who 
I've always respected as a coach. I think he's great. The uh, title that he won in Dallas in 2011 was one of the all-time amazing jobs. And he's had to sort of make do with strange pieces in Dallas for like the last decade. And he's sort of made do just enough where you're like, yeah, give him an actual half-decent team. It looked like Indy were that team. But he just can't use Turner and Suvlaki King correctly at all. There's no coherency. Just fucking blow it up. Just fire it into the sun. Just pack her up. Fold the franchise. Send it to Seattle. <laughs> Fresh start. Fuck it. And finally, Scott Baxter. Yeah, nah. NBA's feeling a bit like Summer League for some of these games, Jimmy. Who am I watching, lol? Yeah, nah. Yeah, it is. Uh... I mean, it's actually kind of fun because you do get like a little bit more of the peripheral dudes, right? And you're like, this is kind of funny. We get to see how they're doing. See if they're any good. And then you watch them and you're like, oh, yeah, right. There's a reason why these guys aren't on NBA teams because they're half-decent basketball players, but they're not top level. That's why they're not the 450 NBA players existing already. Yeah, it's a bit of a... It is very much like Summer League, though, where you've got, like, some of the young dudes and then, like, a bunch of names where you're like, who the fuck is that guy? And, I mean... I would argue that I followed the NBA probably closer than a lot of people out there. And even I'm just like, who? wait, who was that? Like watching the Knicks game today, you're like, hang on, who the fuck is on this roster? <laughs> it was like one of those moments like, I mean, Wayne Seldon's out there. Okay. And then I remember at least Damian Dotson. You're like, right, oh, cool. Yeesh. The ironic thing was the Pistons aren't actually missing that many dudes. <laughs> It's like Jeremy, Jeremy Grant's hurt, but otherwise, yeah. But yeah, it's very summer league-y. And uh, I think that's going to bite them in the ass. Which leads me to the unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You know me. I love basketball. I want more basketball. More basketball all the time. But I still kind of feel like we should like at least nix one of the Xmas Day, Christmas Day games, right? Like, I never wake up in time for the first one anyway. And then I'm usually watching the first one, as uh, the second one, as I'm sort of trying to get ready. And we're going to move, you know, if we're going to get down the beach or something. It's like, Jesus, I'm trying to watch the cricket at the same time. It's just a horror show. But uh, I reckon when you're in the States, it's awesome because it's just day long, right? It starts at noon, goes all the way through to the uh, end of the night. You're shit-faced by the end of it. It's just fucking beautiful. And uh, over here, though, I mean, we could probably do without the 4 a.m. start. <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, pull the pin on the first one and move on from there. But! I have the actual, actual remedy to this entire situation in our back takeouts. It's Wednesday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, we heard the old out in the backyard this morning, so I ran out there with a cricket bat and a squid, and we went to town. Bang, 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 bang! And guess what's on the special board? That's right, kookaburra wings. Only. At Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, the NBA should shut down for two weeks over Christmas and New Year's, and they should have used all-star teams of the teams they have scheduled to play against each other on Christmas Day. That's right. Your Atlanta versus the Knicks, featuring Dominic Wilkins and Spud Webb and Josh Smith and Joe Johnson. And Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Charles fucking Oakley and Alan Houston. (gasps) What? This is a bloody great idea. Boston versus Milwaukee. Suddenly Larry Bird, Kevin McHale. Paul Pierce is out there against Marquise Johnston. Brandon Jennings. Big dog. 
Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, let's fucking go! Golden State Phoenix, you've got Baron Davis, Captain Jack, Jay Rich, and Chris Mullen, and Hardaway the Elder, and Mitch Richmond. That's right, we're combining eras! That's right, we're going with Run TMC and the We Believe Warriors. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm getting hot under the collar. Because against Phoenix featuring Charles Barkley, KJ, Tom Chambers, Sean Bloody Marion. Watch out. We're going to save Steve Nash for later. That's right. Because we've got Brooklyn Lakers. you got J-Kid, Vince Carter, Derek Coleman. Why not even bloody Dr. J for the Nets? Against, wait for it, Magic and Kareem. Woo! Kurt Rambis, big game, James Worthy, D-Fish, Pow, Andrew Bynum. Unbelievable. And then, of course, the nightcap. The Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. That's right. It's Nash and Dirk versus Stockton Malone. Two on two battle royale, baby. Let's fucking go. Only at Outback. I'm on board. What are we doing? Why are we not doing this? And this all hit me because Alex English, uh, former Nugget legend, is like, hey, I need to come out of retirement with all these players in health and safety protocols. It's like, yeah, you do. But why don't we just do that as a giant spectacular on Christmas Day? Just pack it in, Adam Silver. This is why I demand my six-figure salary as the vice president of common sense for the NBA. With ideas like that, how can you go wrong? All right, Australian Player Watch right after... This one. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch uh, brought to you usually by Knowable. That's Chris Paul, Scott Kelly, Alexis Ohanian, a whole bunch of other smart folk on Knowable, a new app where the world's top experts teach you awesome stuff in bite sized little audio courses like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. So go download it today. You've got over 100 experts waiting to teach you something new about, I don't know, space, plant-based lifestyles, how to launch a startup. It's all there. Download Knowable. Bang in the code straight. Get 20% off. Uh, The Australian Player Watch, none of the Aussies were in action today because uh, we had no Brooklyn, no Utah, no Sixers, no... Well, we did have Dallas, but Josh Green is in the uh, health and safety protocols. No Giddy, no Jock. Uh, But Josh Giddy... He's averaging 12.4 points, 7.1 rebounds, 7.4 assists in December. Not bloody bad, just saying. He's 19. Which leads us to, it is Christmas this week, so let's do an NBA Australia. Great moments in NBA Australia state history. Christmas edition. Right bloody now. Let's do it. Yes. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. I love it. Patty Mills at 23-3-5. It wasn't Christmas Day. It was against his old team, the Blazers, in 2016 because Patty has played uh, a few Christmas Day games. He hasn't really lit it up, unfortunately. He's gone uh, for two points against the Bulls in 2016, three points against Houston in 2015, nine points against Houston in 2013, and I'd argue all of those are because Pop doesn't understand, never understood how to use Patty properly. Uh, and then when he was with Portland... Uh, I believe it was 2012, seven points against the Warriors. So not bloody bad. Ben Simmons at a 15-7-14 against the Bucks in 2019. 11-14-8 in 2018 against the Celtics. And an 8-8-8-3 against the Knicks in 17. Not bloody bad. It'd be nice if he uh, 
decided to show up and actually play this year. But anyway, 10 and 14 was Bogey's uh, best one. Big Andrew Bogey for the Warriors. He also played 13, 15, and 17, but didn't top that after uh, 13. Jingles has only ever played one back in 2018. He was fucking awesome too. He had uh, 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. He was bloody awesome. Dante Exum played a corker in 2018 as well. Jazz Portland, he had 15 and 4 in 17 minutes. Uh, but probably my all-time favorite, Delhi. That's right, 2015 against the Warriors. That's right, Cavs Warriors, 2015. A sign of things to come, question mark. 10 points, 4 of 11 shooting, 0 of 3 from downtown, but he goes 2 of 3 at the line. 5 rebounds, an assist, and then steal in 30 minutes off the bench, causing all sorts of fucking havoc. How good is that? And then, of course, he'd spend the next two years just terrorizing Steph and the Warriors on the way to uh, winning a title in 2016. So, not bloody bad, bro. Not bloody bad. Bad, I'll tell you that much. Right, uh, what else we got? The Paddy Bills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in is a pretty quick one today. Because it's just go... Uh, we've got both Jock Landau and Josh Giddy today with some pretty good Instagram stories uh, that are uh, mostly just pictures of them doing cool shit, looking cool, uh, with their good fits. And uh, I'm fine with that. Jock Landau has been, you know, pretty good. He's looking at some art, some nice photos. You're not Australian, we don't want you, says... Uh, there's a picture of him hanging out with some other Aussies. Love this. And there's also just a great picture of him just dropping bombs in that uh, game yesterday. So, not bloody bad. And Giddy is always out there doing good stuff. So, go check them out. Always inspiring. Always great, especially we had the holidays. Hanging out with some friends. Right. Game previews and picks. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the dog going? Oh, I'm in a bit of a rush. i got a back-to-back today. Gonna do this show, then we're gonna knock over NFL Australia because uh, the silly NFL week went for literally a week, and uh, so I'm gonna knock that one off straight after this because I gotta go to a gig. And uh, yeah, <laughs> look, just a busy boy. Uh, we went two of five, no, three of five today on the picks, so that leaves us at 252 of 453 for the season. That's not bloody bad. That's all right, yeah. Because uh, we covered one of them by a half point, and uh, the Suns hit, and the... What was the other one hit? The Pelicans. Yeah, nailed that. Right. Uh, so tomorrow, we have some weird, weird, weird games. Orlando versus a decimated Atlanta. I'm going to have to go Orlando plus eight and a half, because I don't know who else Atlanta are going to roll out there. Orlando at least like have a team at the moment. They don't have a good one, but nor do Atlanta. So I'll take Orlando plus eight and a half. Boston, five and a half point favorites... Five and a half point favorites against Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to have to take Boston because they actually have some of their stars. Cleveland do not. So give me the Celtics. Five and a half point favorites. Chicago. Nine and a half point favorites against Toronto. you got to take that because the Raptors, if it actually happens, I think the Raptors starting lineup will be Bonga, Mihailuk, Watanabe, OJ, OG, Ananobi, and uh, Chris Bobby Boucher. So... Yeah, I'll take the Chicago Bulls minus nine and a half there. Thanks, Alex. Houston, nine and a half point underdogs against the Milwaukee. That's the Bucks. I'm going to take Houston plus nine and a half just to sort of stick around and make Milwaukee's life miserable. Milwaukee without uh, Giannis, Middleton probably. So just Giroux. I'm going to take the Rockets to cover. OKC, same vibes. Five and a half point underdogs at home against Denver. We just saw OKC... Uh, you know, beat the Grizzlies with Jar. They're playing pretty bloody well. They play teams tight all the time. And Denver, it's a one-man show at the moment. They're also missing a lot of players. I think Aaron Air Gordon, a bunch of other dudes, 
They're going to be out for this one. So I'm going to take the uh, Thunder plus five and a half. And finally, the Clippers, five and a half point favorites on the road against Sacramento. Of course, Sacramento missing a bunch of players as well. They've got Halliburton and Heald and not much else. I'll take the Clippers uh, with Paul George back. I think they bounced back from that loss the other day. So give me the Clips. Nice one. All right. Well, there you go. We'll wrap all those up for you tomorrow. And uh, we'll also hopefully, 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 hopefully have uh, the NBA Australia Christmas carols back. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It's going to be fun. Uh, so in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia once uh, it goes up later tonight. <laughs> I hope. Uh, that's Gaz and I chopping it up about the NFL each week. Uh, check out World Wrestling Australia with Adam over on YouTube. Always does a great job. I think he's uh, wrapped up his season. Big 12 months for the Aussies in the uh, wrestling world, so go check that out on YouTube. FWCIE on Twitter as well. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. Go on. It's the giving season. How about you give us a rating and review? Go on. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAY. Get 20% off and free shipping. The DailyLiquor.com. Use the code STRAY. Get a free six-pack. And knowable. Bang that code STRAYER in. You get 20% off there as well. Big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. And, of course, Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinator. Goldmines. Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Big thanks. Uh, give them all a smash on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your, uh, your band, stay up to date, etc. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out with a very brief giddy review. A giddily positive review uh, with Josh Giddy, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> Whatever. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! Oh, g'day, Josh Giddy here with another Giddily Positive review for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy. Uh, just doing some more Christmas reviews for you this week. And uh, look, I'm in a bit of a rush because, yeah, look, we've got like half a team at the moment. And we're going to play Denver tomorrow. But, oh man, it's just been such a great, great run so far. And I can't wait for my first Chrissy here in the States. And, oh man, it's cold. It's weird. I love it, though. You know, it's just lots of fun playing really good basketball, getting all these phone calls from Dally, yelling at me to review some stuff for NBA Australia. So he told me to re- like go out and actually watch the new Home Alone. And I was like, oh, man, but I really want to watch the first two again. He's like, shut up. You need to watch the new one for the show. And I'm like, oh, okay, Dally, not a problem. So I watched the new one, and I don't really get why it was made. Uh, I'm pretty positive about these things. At least they made it. It's a nice story about Christmas, I guess, and about being together. And I kind of like how it ties into, like, the originals. But, nah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, so 12 out of 10 giddily positive giddy-ups from me, Josh Giddy. And I guess that'll have to do for today because I can't really say too much more about it, I guess. So go and watch The New Home Alone on Disney Plus if... That's something you think you should do. Okay, I've been Josh Giddy. This has been Giddily Positive Reviews for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy. We'll probably be back tomorrow for another review just because Christmas movies everywhere. Hooray, it's the Christmas season. All right, until then, giddy up.